ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Straight Talking English. I am your host, Catherine, STR8 Talk English on Twitter, straighttalkingenglish.co.uk. You can buy my books on straighttalkingenglish.co.uk slash books or search them up on Amazon. You can also click support the show. If you like what I do, you want to become a Patreon, you want to give me a donation, you want to buy me a coffee. I'm recording this at 12 o'clock noon and I haven't had, I've only had one coffee. So <laughs> I could uh, I could use another one and I'm too lazy to go to my kitchen. So you may well be able to buy me one and wing me one through the power of the internet. All right. This is the last episode of my AMA break. We are cracking on with the Frankenstein season next week. However, I have one question left to answer and it is a real doozy. It's a real bad boy of a question. <laughs> and it is what makes a poem good and that is from katie living not that too far away from me in tower hamlets he wants to know what makes a poem objectively good oh my gosh because i brought this up when i was doing my anniversary specials people look at poems and they're like don't like poetry don't like it like what can you do what can you do about that but we can all agree that some poems are better than others some poems you like and you don't like and it's incredibly objective so what do we do well great writer samuel coleridge says that normal prose is just words in their best order while poetry is the best words in their best order i mean okay okay that's really profound and quotable yeah but what are the best words like your own personal best words or the best words for the situation well we could flip it the other way and be like well a good poem is not like a bad poem and professor seamus cooney says that bad poetry is weak it's ineffective it's uninteresting he says that memorably bad poetry is created by a poet unaware of his or her defects a really dreadful poem is the product of the right combination of lofty ambition humorless self-confidence and crass incompetence all right all right um so in that case we're gonna flip it around it's got to be strong effective interesting the poet's aware of themselves uh the poet is like appropriately ambitious when they're writing it they're willing to poke fun at themselves they're competent i guess here's an example of a truly bad poem by the way judge for yourself is from a poem called saving a train by william mcgonagall and it goes twas the year of 1869 and on the 19th of november which the people in southern germany will long remember the great rainstorm which for 20 hours did pour down that the rivers were overflowed and petty streams all around now i don't know if i could do any better than that to be honest, um, I am not really one of nature's poets. In my training year, we had to do a poetry jam. Uh, the hippies on who ran my PGCE course were like, let's have a poetry jam and then that will be fun. And oh my God, I had no idea what to write about. And I wrote this poem about like a one night stand I'd had at university and like how angry i was about it but everyone wrote these like bloomingly profound things and there's me and i'm like i met a boy 
So I, I'm I'm going to be in. I'm going to be on the bad poetry side. All right, all right. We're getting closer to what a good poem might be. But we've got to go for a big idea if we're writing a good poem. It doesn't have to be like war, politics, great theories of Marxism. I mean, think about Seamus Heaney. His famous one is digging and he's watching his dad dig in the garden. But the idea he's grappling with there is his relationship with his dad that he comes back to and walking away so even if you're using something commonplace as you know just seeing a man digging then it gets these big truths you can't be afraid of digging deeper so you have no idea why that is funny so in uh, my nqt year the year after you train as teacher i had to go to this mandatory training course called flying higher uh which i had to attend every week and they wanted to run one for um second year after continuing teaching and no one could think of a name for it so one of my friends insisted it was called digging deeper dig deep digging deeper going every every week to that so therefore we are not afraid of digging deeper a good poem we've got to use the best form to convey it doesn't could rhyme could not rhyme could repeat the rhythm could not could double space could not double space could do something visual or not like it's got to have a choice that links to the subject again this whole idea of making perfect word choices gives me anxiety a little bit because i'm like what is what is perfect uh what is perfection is anyone capable of perfection but you've got to show like excellent command of your diction of your syntax of your vocabulary we can't be like wishy-washy here it's got to be precise even if it's disguised as not being precise again this idea of perfect it makes me nervous but if i was about it i could cope with this so you've gotta have your imagery it's gotta be clear well well i got this online and we could argue that some of the ones on the gcse list the imagery is not necessarily that clear but it's gotta have strong imagery it's gotta be memorable it's got to be like you making sense of the world. We've got to cut out everything unessential. Every single word, comma, punctuation mark is necessary to the poem. I mean, I'm going to be brutal here. Like about 85% of Wordsworth's The Prelude could be cut out. In my opinion, there's like three bits <laughs> that I would keep in and the rest I'd just be like, right, scissors, tip X. But I mean, it's somewhat idolatrous, you know, it's somewhat unorthodox to be questioning Wordsworth. I'm sure he's good at what he does. It's just not my cup of tea. Ideally, it should give away neither too little nor too much much like selecting a cocktail dress it gives away neither too little nor too much you may well want to have something elusive ideas and emotions that cannot be pinned down uh, according to this advice online it is not going to spell out the author's thesis in black and white though now if i ever decide to go back and do my masters my next uh topic is going to be written entirely in poetry but we don't want to purposefully obscure it so you don't want to have like something hidden away it could be elusive it can be like kind of half hidden but you don't want to hide something away like your christmas presents in someone's airing cupboard good poem from 
will get from the reader both a strong emotional reaction but strong intellectual as well you want to have a sense like if you wrote it that your readers have an emotional connection to it they may not be like that's a great great job great poem but that's gonna they'll be like this may poem made me really angry they're gonna have an emotional reaction to it i remember seeing a friend of a friend who is a performance poet do a set of very very queer poems about how they wanted to change the world and i will always remember the line my revolution will be full of glitter and like that that is just really hopeful i love that line i love that like then the emotional reaction i had to that was that that is that is lovely like a little smile on my face any emotion reaction is good unless it's sweet jesus why did you write that but you also want to have this intellectual reaction like it follows you around for weeks according to this website lingering and begging to be deciphered the underlying message endures sounds a bit stalky to be honest do you make your poems stalk people do you feel like this poem is stalking you do you think it would metaphorically go through your bins (laughs) if so yes you've done a good poem right right so i found that advice on a blog called writer's relief and i did want to share that with you some good points in there but also it's like okay on the other hand according to the bbc website sir andrew motion former laureate excellent poet again i i the advice itself is a little poetic and ethereal and i don't think i'm gonna get any closer telling you what good poem is Andrew Motion says, you must let your subject find you. And he's like, it may sound like like a self-aggrandizing thing to say, but I always thought death was my subject. All right, so like you're just sitting there, um, like a good poem will be about like that thought that came into your head. Like, oh my gosh, I need to write a poem about budgies and like budgery gars and stuff. So I get that like you can't force the inspiration. It's a poem that a good poem will flow naturally from you. But considering some of the ideas I have at like 3 a.m. in the morning, like I'm gonna order waffles on Deliveroo. Okay, okay, I'm not sure if that qualifies as being part of a good poem. Andrew Motion also says to write a good poem you need to tap into your own feelings. And I do agree with that. A good poet a good poem comes from a place within the writer. This is all part of the romantic turn. This all like moments recollection and tranquility according to Wordsworth. There is a place inside an emotion, a memory that is coming out. And I, I, I believe that. Unless it is like a comic one or a specific like character or something. But I believe that if there is an emotional resonance, it will probably be a good poem. And emotion says a good poem should be written about a subject that matters to you. Mm, yeah and no. I mean, I'm a massive Browning fangirl and I don't genuinely think like Browning was emotionally invested in the story of a woman trying to poison her husband poison her partner sorry didn't even get that far and his side piece but if you were going to try and write a good poem you would probably want to think about things that you know even if you set it in like 
a magical far off place you would want to have some of your own personality in it <laughs> celebrate the ordinary and be choosy says andrew motion so once again we take the small things and we use them to express a wider truth look at things in the foreground the relish stuff that can lose its glow by being familiar according to andrew motion i'm looking around my desk uh what could i write about that was on my desk uh eye drops i mm, could use that as a metaphor for like reverse tears or something i've got my scarf that i bought bought in thailand many years ago oh uh, yeah i could probably write a poem about like when i had a couple of days off from work and decided to fly to bangkok i've got my microphone for youtube recording uh, yeah it could be a metaphor like recording the knowledge or something i have a soft toy that is a lobster that i got in boston i guess we could talk about like the impermanence of memories <laughs> i don't know where i'm going with this like i said i'll be a terrible poet andrew motion also says to write a good poem do don't go live in an ivory tower read the newspapers and involve yourself in the world where do you think subjects come from if not the world all right then andrew i'm going to check on the bbc website uh where this came from could we write a poem about house builders could we write one about quarantine rules changing could we write one about co-op creating new jobs um could we write one about people's confusion about going on holiday to greece i mean i i know i'm being slightly facetious i know full well there's been amazing poetry written in lockdown i'm absolutely sure of it i'm absolutely sure we could talk about the confusion that is felt um i just feel like some of his advice is kind of a little bit okay maybe you live in a very different world than i do however his advice if you want to write a good poem which i 100 percent agree with is if you're stuck go for a walk and wash your hair yeah yeah yeah. when i've got block when i'm writing when i've got the writer's block i do go for a little walk um my post is delivered in like a little shed about 30 seconds away from my house so i take a walk to the shed i walk around i talk to my partner i make myself coffee uh i live a very boring life that's basically it i try and tidy things up on my desk but then i fail to do that and still have my eye drops on my tie scarf yeah that is a good tip if you want to write a good poem he's also saying your work needs to be open to interpretation and yeah 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 that makes sense like the same as don't hide the themes away if you want it to be ambiguous if you want people to have different angles on it yeah 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 that's cool like if you want to have like elusive moments people can debate if you want to have like a clear image but then like another image thinking about tissue the uh the poem everyone loves to hate um yeah the central image is like tissue paper but then there is this elusive like your skin and the structure and again the first time i read it i found it was really really creepy i'm like people are making stuff out of human skin that's vile the same thing is will your poem work out loud if you're writing a good poem does it stand up to the test of performance does that improve something about it well we know farmer's bride is improved within performance as that is how charlotte mew came to people's attention we know the rhyme of the ancient mariner was designed to be read aloud because that is actually a very important thing in the context of frankenstein that i believe will come up in episode four or so when i finish scripting yeah you poem has to stand up to the test of the spoken voice even if you've decided to not include rhythm and this is just good life advice from andrew motion to write a good poem read a lot 
revise and persevere. Like, yeah, edit it. Be Wilfred Owen. He edited, re-edited his poems so many times. Like, the little scratchings out, he got Sassoon to read it. A good poem is unlikely to just have appeared spontaneously. Tennyson liked to take a 12-mile walk across the cliffs when he was having his thinking to do a, uh, to do, do a good poem before revising it. So, yeah, go out on the cliffs. A good poem has been edited. It's been crafted. I do not feel like I am any closer to telling you what a good poem is. To be honest, I feel like this might be an unanswerable question. I feel like my only response is you know it when you see it like you know if that's good you know if that stays with you I love 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 the spoken word artist Scroobius Pip I love his work and I don't know if it's in Pip's delivery or if it's just the things he talks about in his work there's a lot of poets that I really think are brilliant either because their work resonates with me or the way it's crafted affects me so ultimately just you know it you know if a poem finds you you know if a poem seeks you out as it was a fabulous one by michael rosen that's on the poems on the underground i saw yesterday so you may not like a poem that's in front of you find another one that you do this has not answered any question. <laughs> and i thought i would finish our ama season with uh the one i couldn't answer if you have a better answer please tweet me str8 talk english on twitter all right all right all right people so next week hopefully next week depending on when my voice actors get back to me i'm cracking on with the start of the next season season five the frankenstein season on the run-up to halloween let's talk about reanimated corpses why don't we and very 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 hopefully very very soon the frankenstein book will be available to buy it is with my editor at the moment so shortly that should be winging its way to you job for next week is going to be editing the radio show that myself and barbara recorded so remember radio warwick 50th anniversary party we are in it it is going to be amazing right guys i'll catch you next week for frankenstein have a lovely week thank you for sending me the ama questions and i will speak to you soon